0: So, one of the more recognized terms in sport, hot takes. And if you are listening to, obviously, the full version, you'll know that that's what this episode is about. But we're doing it a little bit differently because usually when you hear social media, you're hearing people just throw out takes with no logic at all. Or if you listen to 24 7 sports media, they throw out hot takes with not only no logic at all, but basically just spewing a whole lot of bullshit. And we're going to find ourselves directly in the middle of that spectrum because not only have we got hot or unpopular takes, we're actually going to explain them in a way that even if you disagree, you can hopefully respect where we're coming from. We probably won't respect each other when we give these takes, but we're hoping you, as the audience, does. Uh, The boys are here. TD, the Bubbles man, is actually looking as bright as I've seen him in about 50 episodes that he's done with us. How are you, (laughs) man?
1: Yeah, I'm good. I'm glad I'm looking good. Uh, I guess I'm feeling good as well, but excited to talk some football.
0: So it's been a real honour to have Gardner Minchu with us throughout the <laughs> NFL season. Smithy, how are you?
2: He's a ray of sunshine, our man, isn't he? Uh, he I'm is. good, thank you. I think there's been way too much agreeance between three of us in mm, the last yeah. weeks. So it's about the- time we rammed the Hot Takes episode right in the middle just to create a little bit of uh, adversity and disagreement amongst the group.
0: Do you think there could be some eggshell walking post 360-degree feedback? Do you think we're just... Feeling yeah. each other out. I think
2: we're, I think we're just sort of surveying the field. TD's been at his absolute eight one and has yeah. not made a mistake. I think it's time for him to just loosen up the shoulders again and and show us what he's got. Yeah.
0: This this is either going to be levels. He's either going to get to a gear that we can't go to, Smithy, or he's going to be back to his tipping ways. And I don't think yeah. there's an in between. <laughs> I'm looking no. forward to it. Yeah. It's so... i it's
2: either he's going to outshine us or we're going to shit Ooh. all over him.
0: Yeah, and the good thing about hot takes is if we're right, we come back and replay it, and if we're not, we just leave it alone and we forget about yep. it. It's beautiful. Yep. It's fantastic, as is the media way. Now, Smithy, I think you'll be in agreement with me that we've got to make our man go first, set the tone for this kind yep. of episode.
2: Yeah, absolutely. He, he set the tone last week and he did
1: it in right. absolute style.
0: Yeah, it was one of our best and one of his best. So, Bubbles, take it away, the first hot take of the night.
1: Yeah, the first one of the night, um, well, I'll I'll go with probably my biggest hot take, which is, um, well, it is Justin Herbert to win the MVP, um, but it also is him to break the single season passing yards record um, that Peyton Manning actually holds right now. So um, first hot take for me is I I think Justin Herbert's going to have a big year, There's a quarterback you know, in the next couple of years, it's going to break that record because there is that extra game and you just need a quarterback who's going to throw the ball a lot and play every game. And Justin Herbert is that, um, you know, he's going to have to average 350-plus yards a game to get it, but um, I think he can do it. He does have the most passing yards in the first two seasons. Um, of well, He's got leads. I don't really know how to explain that, but he's got the, the most passing yards for any quarterback after their first two seasons. Um, and who's, whoever's sitting two and three, I think it's Andrew Luck and Jameis Winston. They had career high passing yards in their first full season um, after those first two years. So uh, I really think Justin Herbert is a chance to to go over five thousand and um, and actually break that that mark of Peyton Manning's, which I think is around five thousand seven hundred and something, which is which is plenty. But I'll back him. Take no. Just, all
0: sports fans out there, Take that is how you set the tone. That is <laughs> tone setting at its finest.
2: That is a nice and spicy take, isn't it?
0: And i tell you what, for the Chargers the are going to win one of the next three Super Bowls. Well, it has to be one of the next two now. That is f- uh, filling my narrative absolutely beautifully. So we're on the same page. Yep. Smithy, uh, good luck following that.
2: Yeah, it's a hard act to follow. I am also going a player-based one and a statistical-based one. I am going to predict Justin Jefferson to break 2,000 receiving yards this season. Uh, We saw Coop Cup come quite close to it. He had 1,936 I believe last year. Uh, There's only been a couple of people in the history of the NFL to go over 2,000 receiving yards, but I think Justin Jefferson coming into year three, Adam Thielen is a year older. Uh, Kirk Cousins just got paid again. So I think it's about time he paid back a franchise that paid him. Uh, and I think the way for him to do that is to just uh, spoon feed Justin Jefferson the ball. And he's got the ability to you know, tear games apart and have massive yardage games. So, I think Justin Jefferson breaks the 2K mark this year, and I would love to see it as a Justin Jefferson fan.
0: Yeah, big fan you are too. Bubbles thought.
1: Yeah, we saw how close Cooper Cup came last year, and and it, you know, it's going to take a season like that. But um, we know how good he is, and you know, how good would it be if he actually did go on to break that 2,000 mark?
0: Mm, and all I can say is, uh, if that does come true, I can guarantee you that. Uh, smithy would be one pick off getting him in fantasy draft i don't know who would get him and i'm not saying it's necessarily teed or i but someone in our fantasy league is going to get him the pick before smithy is going to go on his run and there's going to be that bit of sweetness so that is a guarantee no matter what i know
2: know if one of you two get a pick before me in the first round i'm no chance so correct (laughs) i'm hanging on the the way we choose the, the draft picks this year i've got to hope for the highest pick possible
0: Yeah, 100%. The only draft where pick 101 is going to be Justin Jefferson. It's going to be great. (laughs) Looking forward to it. Well, I'm actually going to segue from JJ into mine. Now, I've already said this on the show, but I'm including it because we are going to TikTok. And that is the Vikings are going to win the NFC North. And I'm converting myself into it's now 80% belief in the Vikings and 20% not buying the Packers at all but I'll park them for a sec I agree with you Smithy Kirk Cousins for crying out loud! you have the best negotiating team in the world just flat out in the world you keep getting paid for and let's be honest he's overpaid but I don't think he's overrated Smithy and I have actually had this chat about other sports stars before this is his best chance to win the division I think he sweeps the Bears knowing the Vikings they probably go one on one against the Lions but the two Packers games are the ones that, even if they do go one and one, I still give them a massive chance to, to win the division there. Schedule is going to be a bit easier than the Packers. Rogers doesn't have Devontae Adams to throw to. Yes, he's still got Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon in the backfield, but give me the Vikings all day. I don't know what the odds are, but Daz's motto is put money in, multiply it, and withdraw. Do it on the Vikings. Can't lose. <laughs> No, you can't lose. Yeah. Don't do that. Gamble responsibly.
2: <laughs> I, I still don't know about this one. I still don't know about this one. Um, you've been on the train for a while, and as much as I love the boldness, I, I I just can't buy it. I can't buy Aaron Rodgers not winning the NFC North while he's with the, the Packers. I can't see it happening.
0: Now, my, just before I get Tate's thoughts, my big detractor to this because. You know, you, you really shouldn't have doubts about your takes. And there's, there's two things that you can have in life. You can have someone you respect disagreeing with you, and that's happening with Smithy, and that's fine. But there are clowns that can agree with you, and that makes a huge problem. So when Colin Cowherd said the same thing four days before we were recording this, I'm going to be honest, I kind of wished I could have erased that footage from two months ago. I don't know whether he's plagiarizing me or we're just both incredibly wrong. Fingers crossed it's the first one. <laughs> Fingers crossed. Bubbles, number two.
1: <laughs> yeah, my second one, um, you know, I've said this on the show before, but it's the Bengals to miss the playoffs this season. Um, I just think the AFC is that loaded this year uh, and kind of depending on Deshaun Watson's availability, and there's a lot going on with that right now, there's about 11 teams that I think are going to be contending for seven playoff spots. And you know, if you do the math, it just doesn't add up. Um but, yeah, that means, you know, there's going to be four pretty good teams or, according to me, good teams uh, that are going to miss the playoffs. And I think their schedule is extremely tough um, that second half of the year, and especially the last five or six games, they they play um, either a division game or um, a team that's probably going to be contending for an AFC or NFC championship game. So um, they're going to have to finish strong to make the playoffs, but I, I don't know if I trust them as much as I can trust all the other teams um, in the AFC. If
2: it's 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 bold, but I don't mind it.
1: I can can definitely
2: see a world where the Bengals don't make the playoffs, but I can also see a world where they're one seed. So um, they're they're definitely uh, one of the more interesting watches. And yeah, I I don't mind it either. I I reckon there's a pretty decent chance you get this one correct.
0: Yeah, I don't mind it at all. And if we ever do TDs and threes merch, the first shirt's just going to be Bubbles's head. We do the math. It doesn't add up. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's a good tagline for life. Uh, Smithy, your second hot take.
2: Yeah, my second hot take is coach-related, and it is that Ron Rivera will not be the head coach of the Washington Commanders come week 18 of this season. Um, it hurts me to say because as a Carolina Panthers fan, I have a love for Ron Rivera and what he did for Carolina. Um, He was the coach when I first got into football and he took us to the Super Bowl, obviously. And he did a lot of really good things for the Panthers organization. Um, And on top of that, we know his personal battles that he had um, going through chemotherapy and beating cancer before the start of the 2021 NFL season. So obviously, he's a great man and a great person, but... When you look at him and his coaching job at the moment with Washington, he was hired to be this defensive guru, this defensive-minded coach. But when you go back and look at some of the stats from Washington's defense last year, uh, they ranked 29th for yards conceded. They ranked last in the NFL for touchdown passes conceded. And they ranked 28th for net yards allowed per game. So their defense was horrific you look at their names on paper, you know, Chase Young, Deron Payne, Jonathan Allen, Montez Sweat, William Jackson, Cam Curl, these are all good individual players, but their defense it just did not get it done. They've put all their eggs in the Carson Wentz basket. They're hoping that he can come in and be this difference maker on offense. I'm not buying a bit of it. I think if they're, you know, five and eleven come week sixteen, I don't think Ron Rivera is going to be there anymore. I can I can see them moving on from him.
0: I tell you what we do know, Bubbles will agree on this is that Smithy didn't need to research those stats. They were his stats when he was on the island last year, and he was just slowly watching himself go insane. Just going, this was the part of the football you were supposed to be good at. <laughs> unbelievable. It was unbelievable that their offense, their offense kept them in games
2: last year. Their <laughs> offense.
0: Yeah. Yep. 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 Unbelievable. I'll Yeah, clearly. It's good to see that you've been able to move on, man. That's really good of you. Alright, so Um, I'm going to go down an MVP path, but just to step back a little. So Aaron Rodgers got 39 MVP votes last year. Tom Brady got 10. Cooper Cup got 1. And that was it, as far as MVP votes go. So if the predictor of future behaviour is past behaviour, and we look at Aaron Rodgers won an albeit a weak division... Um, he had good a good backfield to bail him out and he had receivers to throw to. Now, this quarterback's receivers aren't as good as Devontae Adams, so don't think I'm saying that at all. Oh, but I am... Talking about Zach Prescott. No, God no. Um, <laughs> I should just say no. No, I'm not. But the man who I think's not being talked about, I'm not saying he's going to win the MVP, but I am going to say that this man is going to get votes. Matt Ryan is going to get MVP votes this season. His offensive line... Is good. It was so good, it's letting Jonathan Taylor do what JT does, who is a freak. So, if they're letting him do that, the offensive line is going to give him time to throw. He's won an MVP in the past. He's going to win the division. The Colts are the best team in that division. And when your main opponent is Ryan Tannehill, you're winning the division. And I'm not, it could be a Bengals style run, not necessarily to the Super Bowl, but they could get to an AFC championship game, albeit as an absolute smoky. Book him in. Matt Ryan's getting MVP votes this year. Not necessarily going to win it, but he's getting votes.
2: I do agree with your optimism on the Colts. I'm quite high on the Colts this year, but I think if they're going to do it, it's going to be on the back of Jonathan Taylor and their defense. Um, I don't like their, I don't love their pass catching options outside of Michael Pittman Jr. And for Matt Ryan to win an MVP, he's going to have to put up high yardage and he can't, give all those yards. He's going to have to have, you know, 4,500 yards to get MVP votes. And Michael Pittman Jr. can't have 4,500 receiving yards this season. So uh, where else does the ball go? I'm not sure. Uh, it's well, a hot
0: I mean, take. Oh Cox is going to dominate.
2: It is a hot take. Um, <laughs> I agree that the Colts are going to win the division, but I don't think Matt Ryan's getting MVP votes at this point of his career.
0: In the last Steve? five years, he's second for passing yards. So they're going to go somewhere. Yeah, sure. I,
1: I um, yeah, I I just think uh, the volume probably not there. He's in the latest stage of his uh, stages of his career, and he, as you said, Daz, last five years most passing yards. Um, I think a lot of people um, kind of thought he might have not played well last year, but given the circumstance, I thought he played pretty well, and and I am expecting him to do pretty well. Again, I just don't know how much they're going to ask him to throw the ball. Um, but if it is a lot, you know, certainly the options there, as you said, he's already won one. Um, it's all going to depend on how that offense runs, and we're going to find out when the season starts.
0: Yep, absolutely. All right, number three, last but not least, Teed. Go for it, mate.
1: Yeah, well, um, this one uh, is going to be – this bold prediction is going to be all four teams in the AFC West to make the playoffs – uh, obviously never happened before as I think they've just expanded the playoffs to seven teams instead of six. So it hasn't been possible, um, to happen, but, uh, I'm gonna predict it to happen here. I love all four of these teams. They're super talented. It's probably easily the most talented division in football. Um, and you know, it just, every single one of these division games is going to be huge. Uh, they're going to be really fun to watch lots of points, I think. Um, and to be honest i think one of these teams probably misses out because uh they fail to win you know a couple of home division games and i think those home division games are extremely important in this division if you can go one and one um you know against all three of these other division opponents i think that would be the best case scenario for all four of these teams to make the playoffs because i think their schedule outside of the division um, isn't that tough all four of them to be honest but um, I'm going to predict all four of those teams to make the playoffs in the Raiders, the Broncos, the Chiefs, and the Chargers. I
2: love it. I love it. Yeah, I, I can
1: see it happening for sure.
2: Yeah. When when I did my season projections, I had all four teams in the playoffs as well. And um, I've done a season preview series on the raw here in Australia um, with every team's winning projection and, People called me crazy for putting all four AFC West team plus, but I can nearly see it happening.
0: Yeah, the logistic part of us as fans, I think, says surely one of them's got to miss out. And then you think to yourself, well, which one is it going to be? And you just don't have an answer at this point right now before injuries and and all this stuff kicks in. So I think Teed's done pretty well there. Uh, Don't like the fact that we've agreed with most of them. So (laughs) interesting. Smithy?
2: Well, I've got one user probably not going to agree on. And um, it's not the it's only... the
0: playoffs, is it? No,
2: it, it's no? Okay. it's come over me. It's come over me on the last in the last few days. And the more I think about it, the more I start to buy into the fact it's that not the it Sean might Watson, happen. It? <laughs> it's a nice little it's a touchy subject, as.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> I am predicting the Tampa Bay Buccaneers to miss the playoffs this year. Ooh. And I'll tell you why. I've Mm. got a horrible feeling about the Bucks this year. And since Tom Brady came out of retirement, everything has gone wrong for this team. (laughs) So Tom Brady came out of retirement, said, I'm coming back. Ryan Jensen, come back with me. I know you're retired, but come back. We'll run it back together. It'll all be good. Three days into training camp, Ryan Jensen does his ACL out for the season. They're down their starting center. They lost both starting guards in free agency. So their offensive line is significantly worse. Leonard Fournette rocks up to OTAs, 35 pounds overweight. They got rid of Ronald Jones during the offseason and said, Leonard Fournette, this is your backfield. And he's come back extremely overweight, not in game shape. So their running game is questionable. Their offensive line is questionable. In the wide receiver group, Chris Godwin is going to miss half the year with his ACL recovery. Mike Evans has just injured his hamstring at training camp. He's going to turn 29 in three weeks, which is getting really old for a receiver. They signed Julio Jones, who is extremely injury-prone. So their top three receivers are either currently injured or destined to get injured very soon. So there's massive concerns about this offense. And then we look at their defense. Their passing defense was below average last year. They're going into this season exactly the same, except they swap Logan Ryan for Jordan Whitehead. Same, same. And then they lost um, experience on the defensive line with and Kinsu and Jason Pierre-Paul both leaving. So we sort of, when Tom Brady came back, we sort of just assumed, oh yeah, you know, they're going to make the playoffs again. This is what it's going to be. But I'm not so certain because they have lost quite a few key pieces and all of the juju and, you know, all of the the vibes around Tampa Bay at the moment are not right. There, there's something not right about this. Um, I feel like they're going to extremely underperform this year. Tom Brady's already signed a media deal for next season. So you could argue he's not as invested as he always has been. I'm concerned. I think they missed the playoffs.
0: Bang. There we go. I... I can't see a world in which he comes out of retirement has like a what an eight and nine year or something. What's it going to take for them to miss? Probably that. Considering the NFC is not that strong. Geez, that'd be a blip. Legacy wise, I mean, we're not in America right now, so we're not surrounded by it as much as NFL fans are. But holy shit, hot that te- is replay worthy if it works. If if you're right, that, this could be the crowning jewel. Absolutely.
1: Who do you have coming out of that division then, Smith?
2: <laughs> the Saints. The
0: Saints.
2: The Saints. The Saints have never lost to the Bucks in the regular season. Well,
0: never. Tom well, since Tom Brady's been there, well,
2: since Tom Brady's yeah. been there, <laughs> never in the history. <laughs> yeah. since, since Tom Brady's been there, Saints never lost to the Bucks. They're four and zero in the regular season. So, if that happens again, I have faith in my Panthers this year. I think we could beat the Bucs in a game. They'll beat the Falcons twice, but they've got a really difficult schedule outside of the division. They've got to play the Chiefs. They've got to play the Bengals, the Ravens, the Browns when Deshaun is back, um, the Steelers away from home. They've got some really tough games. So um, they've also got the Packers, the 49ers. It's not an easy schedule for them.
0: Mm, I like it. I like the way you've explained it. Now... I'll finish off the hot takes with a, a PSA and then the actual take itself. So I don't know why I'm talking about betting again, but I found of the year and then I'll explain why with the take. And this goes out to all the punters out there. There is a team, gentlemen, that they're over under. I know we've done this episode. has actually increased since that time. I went back and had a listen to it and they were four and a half. And then this afternoon, as I was coming home from a, a, an appointment, it had gone up to five and a half, which is just not okay. And I'm saying that this team that is projected five and a half is going to win one game. One. They're going to go one in 16 after being projected for five and a half, and that is the Seahawks. Listen to their schedule here. So they're going to get swept by the division. So they're already 0 and 6, elite start. But then they go Broncos, nah. Falcons, 50-50. Lions, I'm still saying No. At the Saints, no. At the Chargers, not if uh, fully loaded's going to go for 8,000 yards like TD thinks he is. The Giants, 50-50. So we're at two 50-50s now. At the Bucks, no. Raiders, no. Panthers, no. At the Chiefs, no. Jets, 50-50. So I'm saying there are only three 50-50 games. They'll drop two of them. I don't know which two. They're going one and 16 Put your money in, multiply it, take it out. The Seahawks are going that bad. They'll get the number one pick. They'll replace Geno and Drew Locke with Bryce Young or whichever quarterback they deem the best in college, and they'll go from there. One and 16. They're not winning multiple games this
2: year. I can't agree. I think they have one of the better home field advantages in the NFL in Seattle um, with the 12th man, and with young quarterbacks coming in such as zach wilson as you said was one of the 50 50 games um and obviously desmond Ritter probably going to be starting by that time because marcus Mariota will probably throw four picks in week one so desmond ridder will be a young quarterback coming in uh zach wilson will be a young quarterback coming in i think that crowd can be enough to carry this team to two or three wins at home against bad teams so um yeah i'm not going to agree with you on this one
0: if you're, if you're a Seahawks fan, you're not going to watch Gino. Don't worry about that. They'll rock They'll, up. Try, DK they are Metcalf insane. probably won't rock up for crying out loud.
2: <laughs> they are. And in the best way possible, Seahawks fans who might be watching this video, they are insane. They will rock yeah, up they are, no they matter what.
0: That. They're but great Metcalf's fans. DK Metcalf's going to finish this year with his back looking like he just went to paintball. <laughs> it's going to be unbelievable. So Covered in
1: paint. No, the bruises you No, take the <laughs> oh,
0: Wow, he was going so well. he He's was... nailed it. <laughs> he, he has was nailed doing... it up until now. Oh. oh god, there we go. What a way to finish the show. Smithy, you can sign us off in your signature style and bubbles, I would be having a real good look in the mirror to see where the hell you're at after that.
2: Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna sign off now. We may be revisiting these this time next year, depending how well we go, or we may never hear of this episode ever again. So uh, depending on, on that, <laughs> yeah, we're going to be back next week and we're going to start ramping up into some serious NFL content with week one of the preseason coming up. We're getting ready for the real stuff. We cannot wait here at TDs and threes for the content. Make sure to follow us on TikTok. We're getting uh show highlights out daily with our man Daz doing great work on the TikTok platform. So make sure to give us a follow, comment any questions down in the comments of the TikTok videos. But more importantly, stay safe, everyone.